millionaires and boxers. Steady hustle, no stopping. Making it happen, put words into action. And quitting is never an option. No time to be a loser. Gonna live the life that you choose to. Time to make a little money and gain some influence with Phil Palucha. Yeah. I am Phil Palucha. Let's go. Hey, billionaires, billionaires and boxers. Hey, billionaires, billionaires and boxers. Hey, time to grow. Make the world know all about you. Let's go. Superpowers. Here's the thing about superpowers that's really important in, in business. And a lot of people don't really recognize this either within themselves or within their team. But I like to use the analogy that business is like a team sport. It really doesn't matter how good you are at your individual thing, at your position on the field. If you are not surrounded by people who are equally as good at their thing as you are at yours, you're not going to win anything. You're not going to win a trophy, right? Tom Brady would get crushed if he went out onto a field all by himself. Absolutely destroyed, annihilated. The guy would be in pieces, literally in pieces, right? So you have to surround yourself with people who are just as good at their part as you are at yours. And that sounds like a lot of common sense. And we all talk about, well, we can find partners. And if we can't afford to hire somebody, then we can connect with somebody. And we'll talk about the four P's and purchases and partners and promoters and platforms and all that great kind of stuff. But the reason I'm taking this back to superpowers is a lot of the times when I speak to people, either one-on-one or in an interview setting, or even in a mastermind setting, they don't actually know what their superpower is. I don't know. So if I say to them, okay, well, listen, we need to have you focus, Runa, you need to focus on your superpower. What is your superpower? And Runa goes, well, I'm pretty good at helping people. It's like, yes, you are, but that's not a superpower, right? It's like, well, I can really understand the problems that people are having. Yeah, you can, but again, that's not a superpower, right? It's like, da-da-da-da, problem man to the rescue. It's like, comes in and goes, you've got that problem. It's like, well, thank you so much, Captain Obvious. What do I do with it now, right? So we have to understand what is the superpower behind all of those things that makes us who we are. So if you are good at sales, why are you good at sales? Is it because you're really good at understanding where people are coming from? Is it because you're really great at communicating? Is it because you are incredibly empathetic? Is it because your brain has the ability to piece lots and lots of things and information together and understand something really complex and make it quite simple and easy to understand? I can't answer this for each and every one of you, but I want you to start thinking about what that superpower is for you. So I'll, I'll tell you a short story if I may. It's a weird story, but I'll, I'll tell you a short story about how this came up. One of my mentors said to me, Phil, what's your superpower? And I said, um, oh, I mean, I'm, I'm good at communicating. He's like, yeah, it's not it though. I was like, I'm, I mean, I've been ranked number one in the world for five years at fixing businesses. And he's like, yeah, you're really good at that. It's not your superpower. I was like, I, I don't know. So we went back and forth about five or six times. And I said to him, I've got a clue, dude. I don't know. What, what do you think it is? Anyway, it's not what I think it is. It's what I know it is. Your superpower is that you're special. And I went, what the f- does that mean? Like special needs? Like what? Like I don't, I don't understand what, what special means. He's like, well, you started a podcast at the same time everybody else started a podcast, except you've managed to get three satellite television networks out of it in top 5% for the past five years. That's not normal. That's special. You turn up into a room of 100 people that have never met you before, and within five minutes, a congregation have formed around you and want to hang out and listen to you talk. That's not normal. That's special. So here's the thing. 
You can either use that in a really selfish way and just basically elevate yourself the whole time, or you can do what I do in my business, which is I use the fact that I can draw a crowd and do all of those things to highlight my own customers to say, hey, you know, this person here, somebody mentioned it earlier about, um, I think it was the first person that spoke, Vivian, it was probably you actually, mentioned about how it's quite difficult for people to stand out in their markets, right? People feel like their industry's best kept secret. It's like, I'm really good at what I do. If more people knew that I existed, like they'd want to do business with me, but no one knows I even exist. That's where my part comes in because I'm really good at creating that crowd. I like being theoretically the person to fill the auditorium full of your perfect customers, put the spotlight on you and give you the microphone on the stage. That's me. That's my superpower. So I elevate those people around me and those that I work with by doing that. But you've got to work out what that superpower is for you. And in the next breakout session, we're going to share some ideas. And if you don't know, if you, if you have an idea, share it. If you don't know, talk about the major benefits of what you do and why you do it and see if other people can spot it. Because quite often, other people can see your superpower before you can. It's great. So it's the same way that other people are usually better at selling you that you are, right? You ask a customer, like, how would you sell me? And they go, well, I'd say, you know, Dr. Kavon does this, 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 and, and it solves this problem. And that's why I love him. And Dr. Kavon's like, shit, like, why don't I say it that way? That's a really great way of saying it. I got a whole page script to explain what you just said in a line. That's brilliant. So we're going to play that game. And here's why we're going to do that. Understanding your superpower is genuinely the first and most important step to unlocking your business for the remainder of this year. And that is not me over-exaggerating as me being deadly serious because you can't even begin to think about who you need to partner with, what you need to outsource, who you need to hire, where you need to strengthen until you understand where you need to be spending your time. I want you spending 80% as a minimum of your time based on your superpower and finding ways to out outsource, delegate, and partner the rest of it. So clearly, point number one is we've got to have some idea on what that superpower is. Cool. I'm going to give an example. I'm actually going to call upon it because I'm mean. Holly, unmute yourself for a second. Okay. What's your superpower? Well, we just talked about this recently. So mm -hmm. I am a revenue and performance consultant. So my superpower is helping business owners find more revenue. We look at their process. We look at where they're losing customers. We look at how we can stop losing customers through going really in depth on that process. We use metrics to uncover that and to plug their profit leaks. And then for the performance side, it's giving them peak performance so that the business owner can actually continue to grow alongside their business instead of being left behind, but also working with their leadership team so that they never lose customers again because then they don't lose employees and we don't have that conversion rate go to the side. So what, what Holly is, in my opinion, very good at and is her superpower is she intuitively knows where they are leaving money on the table and the things that they can action today to start improving performance. We can talk about 12-month plans and 24-month plans and let's start doing this and that. She could come into your business today and say, Jen, you've just left money there. Is that It's like she's like the perfect person to have in your house when you lose the remote down the back of the sofa. She knows exactly where it is. Right? She's going to come in and go, it's there. Oh, and there's money there too. Right. That's her superpower. So if she can harness that and go to a business and say, look, there's loads of stuff I can do. There's the website stuff. There's the writing. There's the getting people on stages. But actually, if you want to harness my superpower, I can show you where you're leaving money on the table and how you can eke more of your performance like right now. Is that something you're interested in? And I would struggle to find a business that would say no to that.
but I don't think she'll mind me saying that is not how Holly pitched herself before she understood her superpower. Holly would lose sales by giving people all the information of the features that she gives away because she's trying to justify her price and what she does and all the rest of it. Right. But if you, if she can turn up to a business and go, listen, I'm going to charge you a hundred grand to find you the million that you lose and then fix your performance. Do you think anyone's going to bat an eyelid? And that whole sales process took 15 seconds. No proposal, no waffling, no, here's my feature sheet. No, here's my download. None of that shit. Just straight down to business, giving people what they want. So we're going to go into the breakout sessions again. We're going to do about five people in each room again. We'll go for another 10 minutes or so. If we, oh, someone's coming in. If we run out of time, then we'll just, we'll extend it. And if anybody doesn't get to go, um, we'll, we'll bring them up in here. So you might want to make sure you get to go if you don't fancy speaking in front of everybody. Uh, if you are on, if you're here and you're able to put your camera on, please do so. Cause I know there's a few people, um, would be interesting in knowing your impression of my superpower. Go on then, Steve. Huh? Go on then. Uh, that was my, that oh, was you're, my you're asking me what your superpower yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So the way that I, knowing you as I do, and the way that I see you, your superpower is help. You're basically translating nerd to human. Is probably yeah. the best way that I would word what you do. You speak with very, very technologically minded, very academic, very intelligent people that are quite often socially awkward. You know, if you start talking about something academic, they can go for days. If you ask them what they watched on TV last week, the conversation <laughs> is dead in 30 seconds. Um, they often miss out on social cues and they don't know how to word things. These are, and we've all seen them, these are the types of tech business owners that don't get investment because when they speak to the board of investors who are interested, scare the shit out of them by saying loads of stuff that doesn't make any sense to them. Well, we started off on this framework and now we've built this and now we're down to this service. And did you know we've upped the speed from 1,000 to just over 1,200? And it's like, what is this person waffling about? They want to know what the transformational impact is. And that is something that I have found you are very good at. You are, in fact, I don't think there's anybody better that I've met at speaking to somebody, hearing them spout off a load of that nerd waffle and going, oh, he said this, and summarizing it in one line. I love it. And the fact that you can teach that to other people is incredible. So that is your superpower. You are the nerd whisperer. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Right. Let's head off into the breakout sessions. I want to make sure that everybody has time to go through theirs. If you are not sure, do not be afraid. This is your opportunity to speak up and say, I don't know what I do. Like, this is what I do. This is what I help people. And this is why I'm passionate about it. And let other people tell you what comes to mind for them and start trying some of these things on. See how it feels. Any questions before we go into the breakout rooms? No. Excellent. Let's go here. Uh, let's recreate the rooms. 10 rooms again. So there'll be about four to five people in each. And off you go. I will see you all in 10 minutes time. <laughs> <laughs> Although you can now hold the B key and broadcast to all the rooms at the same time, which is a new feature. That's a cool thing. To say. Like an audio message to everybody. It's great. <laughs> here comes everybody back now, I think. Let's see where everybody is oh seven seconds everyone will be back in. phil you need to have a, an echo on that broadcast to everybody so it sounds like god speaking to you yeah exactly <laughs> this is your people message. are just getting sick of my voice they're like what? 
does he have? <laughs> it's like Phil's in here. Can he hear everything we were saying? Yes, I can. So yeah, stop insulting me. No, I'm joking. Phil the all powerful. Yeah, exactly. Don't do that. My ego is big enough. Um, hello, welcome back, everybody. So I'm going to do this slightly differently, and we are going to talk about people's superpowers naturally. But I want to start by doing something slightly different. Who doesn't have a superpower that they feel comfortable with yet? Please electronically raise your hand. If you're new to the session, if you've really just arrived, you won't have a clue what I'm talking about, but hopefully you'll pick it up as we go along. Justin and Craig, thank you so much for being very honest. Uh, let's work it out together, right? Because I want to make sure that everybody leaves this with at least an idea as to how they're going to formulate this. So Justin, um, give me an idea who you are, brother. Who are you? What do you do? Who do you help? Hey, Phil. Good to meet all of you here. It's, you too, uh, brother. Welcome. Great to be here. Uh, so my name is Justin Keltner, and I help six to seven-figure coaches optimize their email marketing and get their emails into more inboxes. So mm -hmm. specifically, I help them with the tech and the strategy pieces, not so much the content, but mostly the behind-the-scenes stuff in getting their emails to get into more inboxes, which increases increases their click rates, which increases their sales um, without having to put anything else into the top of the funnel. So really getting getting their deliverability enhanced when they've got big email lists and they're doing promotions and things like that. Okay, I'm going to ask you a question that's going to make me sound like a two-year-old, but I'm asking for a reason. Why? Why what? Why do you do that? Because these coaches are sitting on gold mines in their email list and they're making silly mistakes. And if they stopped making those mistakes and actually following best practices, they could connect with their audience um, in a much better way and get their message across and sell their transformational programs. So why aren't they already doing it? If they're sitting on a gold mine, why are they not already doing it? Because they're not experts in email marketing or deliverability. They're experts in coaching. Okay. So this to me sounds like a systems and clarity thing. So if somebody comes to me and says, Hey, Phil, do you want me to help you fix your email marketing? Do you know what my answer to you is? Uh, Justin, to be honest, mate, I don't do any email marketing. I've got a list of about 600,000 people that I never message. These are people that follow our podcast. These are people who've done our quiz funnels. Email marketing's dead. I don't know what I'm talking about. Right. And that's going to make you pull your hair out, right? You're like, Jesus, man, like you 600,000 people on that list. There's X amount of dollars out there. What are you doing? But here's what I want, right? If you come to me and try and sell me that, we don't get a deal done. If you come to me and sell me your superpower, which is, listen, Phil, my superpower is systems and clarity around a money-making email marketing system that basically is plug and play. You don't have to do anything. I built the whole thing. Here's the system. You just have to count the dollars as they come in. Do you want to give it a go? I'm saying, hell yeah. Because do you know what that means? It means I have nothing to do with this. I don't want to learn a new skill. I don't have time to learn a new skill. I don't care about learning a new skill. You telling me that I'm making loads of mistakes, it's like, well, that's great. And it makes perfect sense because it's not my superpower. But I need someone to come at me with their superpower. And in fact, if you're working with six, do you say six and seven figure coaches? Yeah. You can you can highlight this issue or this process by complimenting what they do have, but then instantly showing them what they don't. So listen, um, let's pick on somebody who I know is in here. Let me have a look. Uh, Steve, there you go. Business coach, Steve, right? So Steve, your superpower is helping businesses to do this, 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 and this, right? That's what I've understood. So your superpower, the thing that you are best at is this and this. Am I right? Yes, you are. And he's now complimented. 
Now, Steve, am I also right in saying that because that's your superpower, your superpower is also not likely to be systems and email marketing? Am I? Is that a fair assumption? And he's going to go, yeah, definitely. I don't know what the hell I'm doing with that. Go, great. That's my superpower. So as good as you are at your thing, I'm the best at this. My superpower is systems, clarity, and processes, brother. It's plug and play. It's like, let me at them. I will make you money with what you've already got, and you don't got to do job. Does that sound good? Let's combine our superpowers. That as a sales process is is so much more compelling than you're leaving money on the table. You know, do you know what you're doing with this problem? Like, do you have any idea how many people have shouted at me about the fact that I have six hundred thousand emails that I never speak to? Like, I had one guy who actually called me out and swore at me and said, "I I don't know how you make money. Your business makes money in spite of you." I still didn't work with him because he never said to me, "My superpower is taking all that shitty mess and plugging it in and making it work for you, so it makes money." Is that what you want to do? If he said that, I'd have gone, yeah, that that sounds good. I'm not against making money. I just don't want to do it. Mm. So if your superpower is understanding how to take the mess that somebody has of their business right now, either the no email marketing or a terrible system or whatever, and help them to put the systems and processes in place that turns that into money, that's awesome. I'm all over that. Yeah, I think that's a really good way of putting it. And and that makes you stand out as well, because if everybody else is saying, we do this and we do this and we do this, it's like, great, good for you, right? You saying, you know what? Of all the things in the world, my superpower is this. And actually, by the way, this is a lesson for all of you, not just for Justin. Often doing yourself a little bit of a disservice in another area whilst highlighting your superpower goes a long way. So if I'm talking about superpowers with my clients, I'm saying, look, my superpower is creating detraction and taking you to number one in your industry. That's why my tagline is unknown to unrivaled, and I'm known as the underdog champion of the world. Let me tell you all the stuff I'm really bad at. Accounting, taxes, admin. If you've ever emailed me, you'll know I've got 27,000 unread emails and an out-of-office message that goes back saying, I don't read your emails. That's my response to your email. Uh, I'm also pretty shit at tennis. And that's how I word it to people. It's like, there's all the stuff I'm bad at, but you know what I'm really good at? This bit. So this is the bit that you need. If you need more authority, more money, and more people to know that you exist, I'm the guy. If you need someone to come in and help you create a service because you're not that good and you don't really know what you're doing, I'm really not the guy. I'm not the guy to teach you how to coach. I'm the guy who says, if you feel like your industry's best kept secret and if more people knew you existed, business would be doing better, I'm that guy. And I'm very clear about it. And by being very clear about it, I attract the customers who are right for me and I turn off the people who are completely wrong for me. And we've all worked with people who are a massive pain in the ass that we really wish we hadn't done. And that happens when we're not clear about here's who I am and here's who I'm not. So own that space, own that space and be the systems and clarity guy. I am the plug and play guy that turns that mess into money. That's my superpower. Mm. That's great. Mess into money. Like um, exactly. Mess into money. And when you've crafted that message, come sell it to me. Sounds good. Deal. Awesome. Uh, Craig. Yes. Yes. Hello. Hello. Fire away. What do you do? Who do you help? Um, yes. Yeah, so basically, I um, 
I, I heard a, a quote recently that uh, it's difficult to describe a label when you're inside the jar. So <laughs> basically, I help people talk about what's on the label, who they serve, how, and uh, why. And, um, and so a lot of that is copywriting, writing for people, mm -hmm. telling, helping them tell their story. And a lot of that is, is on LinkedIn. Okay. So I think this is a really important one. We need to get the wording right with this, but I think this is a really important one because there are, there are lots of LinkedIn coaches out there, loads, mm -hmm. in fact, too many, and most of them are shit. Let's, let's be honest. Um, it's hilarious watching. I mean, I was on a panel discussion a few weeks ago. I won't name the one in case there's anybody here, but I was on a panel discussion a few weeks ago with two LinkedIn experts and it took every ounce of me not to rip them both to shreds because every bit of advice they gave was horrific. Um, just being honest. But here's it the thing. No, it wasn't. Very few people in that LinkedIn space understand that it's not just about having the automation tools and having this keyword and this hashtag and this, that, and the other, the, if the copy doesn't do anything, what's the point? Mm -hmm. So if you're showing up in more searches so that more people come to your LinkedIn page, but then your LinkedIn page stinks or it doesn't speak to your customers or worse still, it looks like a resume, which most people still does. What is the point? I personally think that LinkedIn is in this day and age, if you're a business owner, not looking for a job, LinkedIn is a sales landing page. And it, you wouldn't put your resume on a sales landing page. You would not go and create a ClickFunnels account and upload your resume. So why do it on your LinkedIn, right? So the thing for you here is to understand why the people need to capture their attention. What is, it, what is the point of having a LinkedIn profile in business? You tell me, what's the point? So I forgot why I heard this. It, there's three reasons. It's... Uh, uh, Exposure, credibility, and meetings are basically the three main points of it. Okay. And when you look at being being genuine, and you don't have to give me an exact answer here, if you go and look on any person's profile in this room right now, how many seconds do you think it would take you to realize whether they're doing a good or bad job of that? 10, 15. Right, and you don't think that's a superpower? Because they clearly don't have that skill, which is why their profile is still shit. Mm. Right? If they had the ability to spot in 10 to 15 seconds that their LinkedIn profile is not set up and optimized to achieve the three things that people have a LinkedIn profile for, then they, they're not fixing it because they can't see it. And you can. That's a superpower. That's incredibly impressive. The ability to be able to look at somebody's profile and, you know, you could do 15 for 15. In 15 seconds, I can find 15 things that are going to improve your number of meetings, your exposure, and your credibility. That's a superpower. And I think you could do that standing on your head. I mean, I'm not going to, we're running out of time, so I'm not going to put anybody on the spot. But if I was being very mean, I could say, go to, uh, you know, Sharon's profile. Go to Jason's profile. Go and look at it right now and find in just, over the next 30 seconds, write down 15 things that they could do that instantly improve exposure, credibility, and meetings. I bet you could do it, couldn't you? I don't know if I could do it that fast, but yeah. But that's a superpower. And the fact that you can see that and they can't is a superpower. So I think often a superpower, and Craig, this isn't just a dig at you. This is aimed at absolutely everybody in here, right? 
often the superpower is the thing that we dismiss as a skill. It's the thing that we go, oh, well, that's easy. Anyone can do that. It's like I know incredible writers and copywriters who go, well, anyone can write stuff. It's like, yeah, but not like you can. Right? That's impressive. And it's the thing that we dismiss. And, and I don't know why we do that as humans. We, we kind of get really good at something and then instantly kind of go, well, you know, right place, right time. I was kind of lucky. And no, he's like, you're, you're kick ass at this, but you don't want to sound arrogant. You don't want to say like, I'm so good at this because that just sounds really arrogant. But you know what? There's a big difference between telling somebody that that's your superpower and telling somebody how good you are. I don't know why there's a difference, but there is. Here's an example, right? I am so good at writing LinkedIn copy to improve exposure, credibility, and meetings that everybody should work with me. I sound like a dick saying that, right? But me saying my superpower is in 15 seconds finding 15 things to increase your exposure, your credibility, and your meetings from your LinkedIn profile. Oh my God, who doesn't want to hire you? Because the follow-up line from that could be, so if you don't need more sales or exposure, you don't need me. Because then everyone's like, oh, right. So if I do want more sales and exposure, then I need you, right? I've done the math. Ta-da, let's have a conversation. But you need to position yourself that way because nobody else will position you in that way. You have to do it. And here's the funny thing about this. Um, I don't know if uh, any of the Delons are still on this call. I had a, a title that was given to me on a show and then it became a title of a book. And now it's been a title that's actually been written up in international media about me. I am known as the underdog champion of the world. That was given to me. And then I adopted it and took it and said, I am the underdog champion of the world. My superpower is creating that special space to make sure that you go from unknown to unrivaled. It's making sure that you are no longer your industry's best kept secret. Nobody needs to know how I do it, why I do it, how long it's going to take, what it's going to do. All those questions come later down the line. I'm going to tell you a secret. Most of my customers buy into what we do and pay us money, and they still don't know what that looks like. They just know that that's the end result they want. Again, I like to use the restaurant analogy. They don't need to know the recipe. They need to know how it's going to taste and how long it's going to take till they can eat it. <laughs> right? That's it. They're not coming in the kitchen going, oh, look, you put it off the heat and then turn that bit. They don't need to know that. They don't give a shit. They want the result. And with the result with you is they want more exposure, more credibility, and more meetings. And you are the guy whose superpower that is to be able to spot that, recognize it, and help them take those steps. Oh, there is a Delon here. Hello, Caleb. Yep, I'm still here. And the book's coming out this year. It is indeed. Buy copies now. <laughs> I'm not, but this whole session was to just plug the book. Um, do you understand what I'm saying though, Craig? That That is a superpower. Whether you recognize it or not, that is a superpower. Your ability to go onto that profile and recognize that is your superpower. Thank you. And you need to send me a message as well. We'll bounce around some ideas as to how you can absolutely get crystal clear on the wording of that. But I think that's going to help change your marketing a lot. I really do. Excellent. Uh, is it Siddiqui? Have I pronounced that right? Or have I just butchered your name? Yes, it rhymes with freaky. Bridge Siddiqui, you got it. Love it. Yeah. Thank cool you. Name. Thank you. Goes along with my superpower. Excellent. My superpower is intuition. <clears throat> my superpower is intuition. Mm -hmm. I immediately have the answers for leaders that are clear and accurate. Mm. And 
I can also train you to sharpen your own gut instinct to make it practical, tactical, and reliable. I like that. I like that a lot. I think your follow-up line probably needs a bit of work because you your intuition is your superpower. No doubt. Love that. But why is that important for somebody? And your, your follow-up line was, I can also help you to improve yours and trust your gut. Well, why should they trust their gut? Why is that important? Mm-hmm. You know, there are certain schools in business, I disagree with them, but there are certain schools of thought in business that actually tell you not to follow your gut and to follow them by science, right? Don't follow your gut. That's dangerous. Do it this way. So why should they improve on their intuition? Why should they improve on their gut instinct? Why should more business owners make intuitive decisions? Serious question. Why? Yeah. Um, because it actually is scientifically proven to be accurate. There's mm-hmm. a lot of science behind your intuition, and it's mm-hmm. just a muscle that we all have that when we exercise it, we can make faster decisions that are actually more accurate than using a long logical process. You need to, I don't know if anybody else agrees with this. I suspect they do because I saw a few people nod there. You definitely have to include the science of intuition in here somewhere because those two things for me almost don't go together, right? It's like the science of luck. It's like, wait, what? I thought luck was just luck. Like, how is there a, how is there a formula to luck? Right. So whether it's the science, whether it's the formula, whether it's the whatever, it has to be those two things together, like the science of uh, the science of intuition or the formula of intuition or whatever it's going to be. That has to be included in there. So I think the superpower is the science of intuition because end result that they want to have transformational impact because you can make better decisions with your gut than with your board. I don't know, something, just something that's going to be a bit like, okay, that's the missing ingredient. That's the thing. That's the thing I'm missing right now. I like that a lot. I think that's a really cool one. Thank you. No, I do. I like that a lot. That's really special. Nicely done. Thank you. Will. I found Nemo. Yeah. Sick of that joke. Aren't you? Uh, Yes, actually. Sorry, dude. I'm no, a dad. I, I'm a I, dad I, I actually, I actually did that on purpose, Phil. You know me by now, don't you? <laughs> Hit me, brother. Hit me with it. Uh, I don't know what I do anymore, Phil. I do everything, so everything feels, everything feels worn out. I feel, <laughs> I feel, I feel worn out. I do, I do my own. I do everything. I'm like your a superpower is being exhausted. I'm yes, not quite sure my, that's going to sell. <laughs> I, I'm, 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 my superpower is sleep 12 hours a day. <laughs> now tell you what, there'd be plenty of people who pay you to learn that superpower. Uh, I, can, I actually, I actually can, I can actually can sleep hour, 12 hours a day and I can still like get paid. Like it's great. So what are you working on? Hit, hit me with like, why, why are people coming to you? You say you do everything, but like, what's, what's everything? Do you walk uh, the dog? Sorry, when business? I, when I, when I say everything, I mean, uh i am yeah i am i am transitioning now into my renewable or sustainable energy consulting okay um business that's my main push this year for 2023 uh i'm still on the doomer bloomer podcast in a very minor capacity as a social media social media manager there okay um i'm mostly plugging other people into my all true network 
onto the Doomer Bloomer podcast. So if I if I can, when we're talking about the environmental stuff that you're wanting to do, are you talking yes, about helping businesses to become more green and save more money with renewables? Are we talking about working with like the renewable companies like the solar panels, et cetera, themselves? Are we talking about the the first the doing? first one the first one you just described. Okay. Um I'm trying to get a partnership actually you're in the UK with Best Energy. Okay. Um and they have some new equipment or newer equipment. It's basically a Swiss army knife of a tool that can basically monitor your energy usage in real time. And you can see, you know, where you need to reduce your, your, your energy. Um, and it, and it's networked. It's, it's basically has network capabilities. It's, it's, it's quite cutting edge. Let me show you why I'm asking. I'm going to ask a question to everybody that's here, and I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you why I'm asking this. Right? By for uh, everyone, turn their cameras on if you've got it, please. That'd be helpful. But by by show of hands, how many people in this room give to charity on a regular basis? Good. So so almost everybody. Right? How many of you give up loads of your time for charity on a regular basis? So a lot less of you. Right? Do you know why that is? It's because we want to do good, but we don't want to do shit. Mm. Right? So we want to do things that are helpful for people, but we don't actually want to do it. Right? I am the worst person in the world for this. It's like, Phil, we're having a sponsored car wash for the local orphanage. It's like, I'll give you the money. I'm not washing a car. Yeah. Right? So I will play my part and I will give you the money. Now, why is that important? Well, because everybody, including businesses, wants to go green. They want to be doing more for the planet. They want to be doing more for the environment. They yeah. also want to do nothing. Yeah. They want right? to just keep they just want to keep the status the status quo. Correct. Quo. It's like yeah. I have enough going on in my business without having to think about changing light bulbs to energy saving light bulbs and changing where my heat comes from and changing energy providers. Like if if I can just call up a number and swap to a company that gives me greener energy, that's good. I like that because I'm now I'm doing good, but I'm actually not having to do anything. So I feel good about myself, but I've not really done anything. So your superpower is helping people to save the green by going green, but they do nothing. So I'm going to save you money and you can save the planet and feel good about yourself in the process. And the good news is you have to do nothing. Can I, still, can I still sleep 12 hours a day? You can still sleep 12 hours a day. Okay. Well, as long as maybe, I still... may, maybe even better quality sleep for 12 hours a day. But like that, that's so if, if somebody called me as a business and said, Hey, Phil, I want to talk to you about your renewable policy, I'd be like, I don't have a renewable policy. And here's the worst thing I have a, a surveying degree in estate management that specializes in sustainable development. I literally have a renewables degree and I still don't have a renewables policy. Right. Uh, but if somebody came to me and said, Hey, Phil, you know, the lights that you're using to fuel your studio, you know, we can actually just switch that over to a greener provider. It's going to be much better for the environment and it's going to save you money. You want to do that? <clears throat> yeah, definitely. That sounds good. Let's do that because I'm helping save the world. I feel like a superhero and I'm doing nothing. <clears throat> so your superpower is helping people, other people to save money while saving the world. Pretty. Yeah. You pretty much summed it up. That's a that's a wicked superpower. So you can say I, I don't know what my superpower is. Like, can I can I can I use that on Twitter? Yeah. Can you restate that in, in, again? No, <laughs> I have okay. to record it. I don't remember what I said. Huh? 
But seriously, like that is your superpower. Your superpower is helping people to save money and save the world. Or save money while saving the world. Save and money doing and save the world. Nothing. Save money and save the world. Right? Save green and save green. Yeah. How would you like to do nothing, save money and save the world? Would you be up for that? Like, if it's like a weird and, person to say no, and <laughs> like, still, no, I, and, I really like wasting money and, and destroying and still, the planet. And still sleep 12 hours a day. <laughs> yeah, and sleep 12 hours a day. I think that's a wicked superpower. I really do. Oh, man. Sleep 12 hours a day knowing that you've saved money, saved the planet, and done nothing. Oh, God. I mean, if you that turned I... up on stage and said that, I'd be like, I'm in. <laughs> like, I don't even know what the guy does, but this sounds fun. And pictures of you and video of you in bed would be perfect. <laughs> yeah, your social media is now just you in bed under the cover saying, I'm saving the world. <laughs> <laughs> that's my, that's, that's my, your social media campaign. That's my social. Oh, man. Uh, oh, man. I'm saving the planet, are you? And then just put random pictures of people like lounging on the sofa and stuff and saying, he's saving the planet and saving money. Why not you? Right? <laughs> Here's Greta Thunberg. <laughs> It's brilliant, isn't it? I love that. I think that's really, really smart. Oh, I'm saving damn. the planet from under the covers. I like that. Saving the planet from under the covers. What? It, yeah. Oh man, I love it. Well, I love it, man. Put it into put it into action. Have some fun with it. I am going to right now. Thank you. Awesome. You're welcome, Adriana. Okay, I think the superpowers I came up with are um, empathizing and listening, mm -hmm. but I'm not sure that's really catchy enough or, or tells people anything. Well, here's the thing, right? I was actually having this conversation with somebody um, in one of the other groups. I'm trying to remember who it was. can't see them on my screen, so it's not prompting my memory. But I was having a conversation with somebody in one of the groups about listening, right? And about listening being a superpower. Listening is a good superpower, but here's the problem with listening. A wall listens. I mean, I can share my ideas with a wall. It doesn't help me move any further forward, right? Why is it good that you listen? What happens next? So you, so somebody comes to you and they just say, oh, it's a mess. Here's all this shit. Ugh. A verbal diarrhea at you. What happens next? How does, that, how does the situation go from everything's a mess to getting fixed? What do you do? Well, I ask them some questions, and usually the fact that they've talked all this out and it's up on the surface, they they come up with what they can do next to start solving their issue. Okay, so your superpower isn't listening then. Your superpower is the breakthrough and clarity that comes from having the conversation with you. Listening is something that you have to do in order to be able to use your superpower. But your superpower is not listening. People do not come to you, pay you all that money. You sit and listen and listen to them for an hour and go, well, time's up. Thanks. I'll see you next week. Pay me more money. That would be the weirdest service ever. I think that's called therapy, right? That would be really weird, right? That's not what you want. It's not really <laughs> therapy before Adrian shouts at me. I know therapy is very important, right? That my point is the bit that really adds value is the fact that you help them get clarity. You help them create that breakthrough. They now know what the next five steps are, right? So you need to be very good at listening to be able to make that happen. You need to be very good at listening. Otherwise, they're going to go, well, what do you think I should do? And you go, I don't know. I wasn't listening. 
right? So it's not a great job for someone with ADHD, <laughs> right? 20 minutes later, they're like, I don't know what you just said. <laughs> There's a pigeon outside that's really fat, right? It's, it's not helpful, right? So you listening is really great, but it's what comes next. It's the breakthrough that comes next. So your superpower is the breakthrough. Your superpower is on finding the answers. Your superpower is on helping them to provide clarity. So you could, it could be my superpower. Uh, my name is Adriana, and my superpower is taking going from mess to money. I take the problems that you're currently having and help you find the next five action steps as to how to make it work for you. Mm. I mean, that's a lot more clarity. And here's the thing. You saying I'm really good at listening, it's like, well, Saul's my goldfish. Doesn't help me move my business forward anymore. Right? You saying I'm really good at taking a mess and turning it into money. So like come and brain dump all that stuff that's in your head on me and I'll help you create an action step, an action plan. That's worth its weight in gold to me. My head works at a million miles an hour. I would love to have that person in my business as a consultant, whatever that I can just come to and say, great, we got 45 minutes, right? Let me just brain dump for 20 minutes. I don't know how any of this is connected. I don't even know if it's relevant. Let me just get it out of my head. Now, how would you connect that to um, health and wellness? Because that's my area that I concentrate on. So helping people to improve their health and wellness? Yeah. Or, or health and wellness businesses? No, have people improve their own health and wellness. So who is your ideal customer then to help improve health and wellness? Um, I'm targeting right now uh, pre-diabetics and type 2 diabetics. Okay. And to help them lower their blood sugar. Okay. Well, look, here's the thing. So my, my father-in-law is diabetic and he has probably read every article on the internet about his illness. And I'd say a good 60% of it is contradictory, right? So by the time he's read it all, he's like, great. I need to drink more water, drink less water, eat more often, eat smaller meals, eat larger meals, left often, fast and don't fast. So it's like, now I have no idea what I'm doing, right? So guess what happens? He does nothing. Mm. It stays exactly the same because once you have too many things to choose from, it's like, I don't know what I'm doing. Screw it. And the stress of thinking about it actually starts to cause more health problems because stress is a killer, right? And once you're stuck in your own head, now you're screwed. Now you're completely, and I know this because I felt sick with long COVID and had pneumonia for months and had all kinds of stuff going on in my body that they didn't know. I promise you, the stress for me was worse than the actual illness. The stress of, am I dying? What happens to my kids if I die? Like, what happens to my business? What happens? Like, what happens? What happens? What, what happens was like my two words for two years. What happens? What happens? What happens? Right? And that tortured me. I managed to resolve that situation by having a conversation with somebody where I brain dumped all of that stuff about my health. Well, what happens if I have a heart attack? What happens if this happens? What happens if this happens? What happens if this happens? And you know what he said to me? How likely is that stuff to happen? And it was like, oh, it's not really. Well, how many people have died of a heart attack of this thing? It's like, oh, not many. It's like, you had the vaccine, right? Yeah. Don't go controversial about the vaccine. You, you had the vaccine, right? Yeah. Right. What if I die about the vaccine? People are dying after the vaccine. Yeah, in the first six months. When did you have yours? Two years ago. Okay, so that's not very likely to happen then, is it? <laughs> it's like, oh, 
It's a good point. It's like, what happens to your family? Like, are your family provided for? It's like, I have life insurance. It's like, how much of your life insurance? It's like several million dollars. It's like, will that help them? Yeah. So what are you worried about? <laughs> and I finished that call and was like, oh, yeah. I basically just tortured myself with all these things and about two of them were relevant and they both had stuff that I could take action with, including changes of diet and lifestyle and all the rest of it. But do you know what the biggest irony is? Do you know the number one thing that helped me to recover? Reducing stress. <laughs> do you know what my number one source of stress was? The fact that I'm not recovering, right? Chicken and egg. So if you're talking about health and wellness, absolutely, Bailan. It's round and round and round we go, and I get sicker and sicker because it's like, oh, no, what if I don't get better? Oh, no, I'm sick again. Now I'm sick. What if I don't get better? Oh, shit. And round and round we go. So you being able to take somebody and say, I understand that there are a lot of questions, a lot of fears, a lot right. of concerns, stuff that, quite frankly, you know you should be doing, but you're confused because there's too much information going on in your head. Let's clear that mess and make you healthy, right? Let's clear out the virus from your mind and give you the clarity to be healthy and successful. Here's what that looks like. I am, my superpower is making sense of that mess. So everything you've read, everything you've learned, everything you're scared about, everything you can't talk to your spouse about because you don't want to stress them out by saying, why am I dying, right? Don't talk to them about that because that's going to make everything worse. I tried that with my wife. Don't do that because then she got upset and now I felt bad that she was upset. It was like a vicious cycle, right? So speaking to somebody third party whose superpower was going, well, that's not going to happen, is it? It's like, oh no, <laughs> I guess not. Thanks for that. Sounds like a really simple conversation. It's probably one of the best conversations I had during the entire COVID process and was what helped me to recover. And that's your superpower. That's special. Thank you. You're very welcome. You're very, very welcome. Anybody else that would like to either tell me if they don't have one and we can work on it or would particularly like to share theirs before we go into a little bit of a Q&A before we finish. Anybody that's like, I want to share my superpower. It's just so good. Elaine. Hi, everybody. No pressure now. I better be really good. <laughs> um, yeah, I just want to make sure I can, I'm refined enough. Yep. Um, I talked about it in the small group, and I just, I still, I come on because I'm different from you guys, because I don't charge for my services. Okay. And I usually look for people that maybe haven't even thought about doing what I do, which is, if someone is has a remote interest in owning a business and would consider a franchise, I help them figure out which is the right franchise for them. There's okay. thousands of brands out there. People can spend endless hours on the internet and ultimately end up buying something that's not the best fit. And two years later, they're like, oh my God, what have I done? Yeah. So I think my superpower is that <clears throat> I can save them time, save them energy from going down a rabbit hole that I fully understand the industry, the space. I know what the brands are, and I am very good at asking them questions about themselves so that I can match the best brands for their needs. Mm. Okay. I have a couple of questions. One, why don't you charge for this? Because I get paid at the back end like a headhunter or a realtor does. Is there anything to stop you getting paid at the front end too? Is it illegal? Yeah, that wouldn't be the ethical way to approach this. Well, it depends what you're doing, 
right? So I'm not suggesting that you go, hey, I find you the perfect franchise, you pay me up front, and then they pay me on the back end, because then, yeah, now you're running into ethical issues. But it's funny, because what you spent most of your time talking about there was helping them to understand what it is that resonates with them, why it is that that's important, right? You're not just helping somebody find a franchise, you're helping them understand which is the right one for them and why. That, to me, sounds like a group masterclass. If you are interested in franchising, before you even consider reading online about different franchises, going to these expos and conventions, any of that shit, you've got to take my mastermind. It's three months, and it will take you from where you are right now as like this fanciful idea to complete clarity. You will know if franchising is right for you. You will know which ones to avoid. You will know which ones to aim for, and you'll know what's expected of you. And then if you still want to some support after that i actually work with a number of franchises that i could introduce you to once we've established what that criteria is there's nothing unethical about that in fact if anything i think that's an incredibly responsible thing to do because so many people go into that world and they have rose-tinted glasses they have no idea what they're letting themselves in for no idea Right. right And how many people, so I don't know how much you spend. Well, let's say it's a $10,000 mastermind over three months. I really don't know. I picked that number out of my head, right? You might be thinking, well, what if they spend $10,000 on a mastermind and then decide not to franchise? Is that not a waste of money? No, that was a brilliant use of money because they've just avoided buying a franchise that would have been wrong for them, that would have cost them loads more money than that, loads of their time, loads of their effort, and they might as well have just gone into the backyard and burnt the money. It would have yeah. been quicker and more enjoyable. Uh, that right there, that superpower of helping people to avoid the mistakes of franchising and understand the clarity is really powerful. Ken, that was so I'm not, question. and I'm not selling. So I'm still no. acting as a coach because I put myself out there as an educator. Yeah. Right? So you are a coach. You are an educator. Yeah. So, in fact, I don't usually do this, but Ken, uh, where are you, Ken, on my screen? I can't see you. There you go. Unmute yourself for me. I'm not, Ken, I'm not going to ask you what, because that's none of my business. I'm also not going to ask you how much money you spent or lost, because that's none of my business either. But serious question, when you were looking at franchising, if you had an expert like Elaine saying, I have this short group that helps you to avoid the pitfalls of franchising, understand which franchise is best for you, and help you to choose one that's going to be successful and not eat your money, but make you money, would that have been something that you'd have looked at? Um, I, I spent $10,000. And uh, I did avoid buying a $3 million Max's Filipino fried chicken franchise. Right. <laughs> so who did, you, who did you spend $10,000 with or what did you spend $10,000 uh, with? Franchise Associates. They're a, they're a, they're a franchise consultant. And uh, I, I used to be a graphic designer and he was one of my clients. Interesting. And so, yeah. So, so I don't know them, but it's what we are talking about here with Elaine doing something similar to what they do for their clients. Well, he actually does it one at a time, but a mastermind would be awesome because then you would then you would generate a level of trust. If uh, well, Elaine says I should be in this, and I've been working with her for three months, mm-hmm. then you would create a you would generate a level of of trust and expertise in that person's mind to where they go, okay, no matter what, Elaine will not. Elaine is motivated to get a percentage for yep. the, cause she gets paid for the franchise, yep. but I paid her this. Therefore I know she's motivated to help me get a good fit as opposed to just find it. I would trust you more if I paid $10,000 to you tell me what, what I'm going to go spend $4 million on. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, I could be, I, I could be trying to, I love Filipino fried chicken. I could be trying to sell it right now instead of in this meeting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I love that. Ken, thank you for your honesty. I really appreciate Thanks. it. Word. Uh, Elaine, so what we're talking about here then is your superpower. And the reason that, that that has come up is that I think your superpower is quite obvious. And I imagine it is to other people in this room as well. And the funny thing is you weren't monetizing your superpower. Your superpower is not introducing them to franchises that are on your book. That's the byproduct of your superpower. Your superpower is helping other people to understand what franchise is right for them and which one is wrong for them. And I don't talk, I'm not talking about businesses here. I'm talking about you should not own a subway because you don't want to put X amount of hours in. You don't want to be doing this. You don't, that is not you. So don't do that. Right. However, here's another franchise over here that is much more you. Right. It's, yeah. it's, you love going to events. This is about exhibition stands. It's about space. It's about events. It's about conferences. That's what you love. That's where you like to be. You hate being in the same place all the time. So having a fast food store that you're in 24 hours a day in one location is the worst idea for you. Right. But it's, right. It, it's you helping them because most people, and I'll be honest, I know some people have bought into franchises and every single one of them did it based on finance. Yeah. They did it based on if I owned a McDonald's here or if I owned a subway on that corner there, it would make loads of money because there's a business part around the corner and they didn't want stop to think, is that what's right for me? Is that what motivates me? Is that what's going to get me out of bed in the morning? That's your superpower is helping people to recognize what their purpose is and help them to identify a franchise model that's going to suit that purpose. And the fact that you just so happen to know some franchises and can make some introductions off the back end, that's the cherry on the cake. And I think it adds to my credibility that I now own my second franchise. So I've been there, done that twice. Massively, massively, because that this is your superpower. Right. So you can go in and say, you know what? Here's the stuff that I did well. Here's the stuff that I did really badly. Here's the stuff I've learned from other people that works really well. Here's the stuff that I've learned that's shit. Right. Don't do this. So, you know, you're all in this room right now as potential franchisors that want to do this, franchisees, you want to buy into a franchise. This is what you're looking at. Let me make some predictions now. You've been Googling stuff, you found local conventions. You've looked at how you've probably even Googled how much money does Subways make, right? You've looked at this online. Have you stopped to think about the lifestyle changes, the impact this is going to have on your family, whether or not this is going to get you out of bed? Let's just say this franchise is really successful and it makes you, I don't know, two, three, four million dollars a year. Do you are you still motivated to get your ass out of bed and go and run this franchise? Right. So I do that on a one-on-one basis. And this idea is great because I'd be able to capture. 10 people, even if it was five, I don't care. It's five hours less Correct. that I'm spending on the one-on-one. And I think Ken has yeah, suggested this as well. One of, the, one of the things that that I think, other than the added credibility that comes from that, these are all people who are about to set off on their franchise journey. Some of them may drop out and go, no, screw that, I'm gone. Others might stay. So let's say there's 10 people in that group and five of them become a franchise, right? They're a franchisee. They go and buy a franchise. That's a great support network. Knowing five other people who are at the exact same state as business as you are, and you've been in a group with them, and you've met them, and you've got to meet all these people, that's powerful. Yeah. So you're not only giving them all of the advice that you're giving them, you're allowing them to create a support network for each other. And the added value of that peer-to-peer support network is immeasurable. <laughs> you should have Julie design you an online training so you can capture more people and uh, walk them through the process. Just saying. Exactly. Cool. Who should I? 
have Julie Allen design you an online training about franchising and she can walk you through the process and Definitely. you could, you could, you could sell that as courses to people that want to franchise. And then from there, that's the funnel to get them to pay for the mastermind. Correct. So that's often what people do actually. And, and then if you want to know, but I'll put my link in the thing, if you want to book in and have a chat about that, you'll just let me know. And we'll make a plan. But, uh, but essentially what a lot of people will do is create a course and then the course is like you can do the course as a standalone or we have monthly mastermind groups to guide you through the process and give you the behind the scenes and let you ask any questions and blah, blah, blah. And that's where the mastermind process comes into it as well. I don't do a course exactly, but I've, I mean, even in this room, I think there's still like 30 odd people left in this room. I think there's five customers in here right now. They know from, from my end that we have mastermind groups, but during the month in between the mastermind group, they will have two or three videos from me with action steps of go do this. And here's this lesson and here's this thing. And sometimes when they turn up to a group, it's like all of that made total sense. Let's just push on with the next thing. Other people come to that group and they're like, I didn't understand what the hell you meant in that last video. Like, what do we do with this? And we brainstorm and we work it out. And other people say, well, you know what? I did this with it and this worked really well. And the idea evolves and that's powerful. That's great. Great advice. Thank you. Thank you, Holly. I appreciate that. Because they're full of good people. They'd be really bad if they were full of really bad people. Mm-hmm. Even I can't polish a turd. <laughs> uh john you were messaging me um talked about giving clarity i tweaked my offer john do you want to tell me is john still here there yeah, you're I'm, on I'm unmeeting myself yeah, uh, phil you know that i i i sell people actually i give away holidays to people yeah uh to get more people onto their podcasts onto their uh followings onto their video zoom calls you name it mm-hmm. and i came up with this concept to sort of say okay well if you don't want if you don't want it for free just for yourself why not uh purchase a hundred dollar gift card from one of my businesses and i'll give you a holiday and i'll also give the charity of your choice another holiday to use as a fundraising effort to uh, raise them extra extra dollars Uh, What gave me this thought was the fact that there was a young man about 15, 20 years ago who uh, got a pay packet of $200 and he said that was not enough. So he he actually raffled off his pay packet to his workmates and (laughs) raised $400 and he did that every week and instead of earning $200, he's earning $400 a week. Yeah, I like that. There's a joke about that actually. I'll tell you the joke. (laughs) So, So a guy goes to a farm to buy a horse and the farmer says, it's hundred pound for the horse. So he says, okay. So he goes back a week later and the farmer says, I'm really sorry. I can't, I can't sell you the horse. And he says, why not? He said, cause the horse died in the last week. And he went, it's okay. I'll buy it anyway. I mean, you're going to buy a dead horse. He's like, yeah. So he buys the horse for a hundred pounds. And then he takes out an advert in the local paper and he raffles off the horse for a hundred pounds. <laughs> and like a thousand people <laughs> come and buy this raffle for a hundred pounds. And the farmer says to him, so what the hell did you do for the winner? He went, I told him the horse had died and refunded his hundred pound. 
right? <laughs> so I like that joke a lot. It's even better. It's, it's even great. Better. You get it with houses as well. Like there's some, there was somebody in the UK that started doing this. They buy a house, let's say a half a million dollar house, and they raffle it off for like 200 pound a ticket. And they'll get yeah. like $2 million in revenue for this thing. And then give the house to like one person. It's such um, a great idea. But that person, as far works. as that person's concerned, is they got a house for 200 bucks. <laughs> it's a very yeah. sweet deal. Yeah. Well, I, I, I once ran an ad to sort of say, I guarantee to cut your bills in half. Nice. Send me $10. And I, I, and I sent them a pair of scissors. <laughs> See, I like it. I like it a lot. But, John, I think there's a lot more clarity around that offer. I like it. I do. Um, and, I, and, again, I think there's definitely a play in there. I don't mean a play in, in that sense, but I think there's definitely a play in there about helping people to give and get simultaneously because they're getting the thing that they want, but they're also giving it to the charity of their choice. There's a shoe company. I don't know if anybody remembers them um, or even if they made it that side of the pond called Tom's. And the whole idea behind these shoes was that every pair you bought, they gave another pair to like a disadvantaged nation or whatever. Now, my sister bought me like three pairs of these shoes. And I'm going to tell you something. They're fucking horrible, these shoes, right? They're, 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 they're like the pumps you wear it, wore in elementary school for, for physical education class. Like, they're shocking. But I spent like 60 bucks on each pair because I'm like, well, I'm giving back. This is great. It's like, I think if more clothing companies did that, people would do it. So the fact, we, we touched on this earlier, didn't we? People want to help, but they don't want to do. So if you give them a way that it's like, hey, by you doing this, you're actually helping this, more people want to get involved because it makes them feel good, but they don't have to do anything to achieve that feel good. And I think yeah. that's where you're really onto something now. Cool. Thanks. You're welcome. Elaine, was your hand still up from before or... Yeah, it's okay. Don't worry. You don't have to panic. Uh, Justin. Oh, no. I, I was doing a laughing emoji. I didn't mean to raise my hand. Oh, it's okay. I thought you were just waving. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, I also have to go. It's been a very long day for me and I've only just... Uh, like I said earlier, I've just got back from a funeral, so I'm kind of emotionally drained today and I'm going to get to bed. Um, but I have included my details in the chat. There's a link there. If anybody wants to come onto a podcast, et cetera, we do group calls initially where we just kind of discuss all sorts, talking points, things that might be useful for you, what it is you're trying to push, all that stuff. You're all more than welcome to come and join. Uh, I would ask that you don't share that link with anybody because my calendar is not friendly and I've kept that link open deliberately for the people who've turned up live to the event. If you're listening or watching the recording of this, sucks to you. You don't get the link. Turn up live next time, you lazy bugger. Um, I hope everybody has enjoyed this. Before we go, I want to make sure that I, I give plenty of space for people to do this. Does anybody have any questions? Does anybody have any comments? Does anything anybody have anything that they would like to say before we call it a night in the next few minutes? Yes, Phil, I've got something to say. Hit me with it, Richard. Um, I don't know what uh, Zoom has been doing with their chat software. Yeah. You used to be able to save the chat at the end of a of a thing, but it's been it's been deleting it all the time. So I don't uh, know what's happening. Uh you but, can uh, well I I'm looking on mine and I can still save it. I don't know if everybody else can. The yeah, three... probably if anyone wants it, they'll probably have to get in touch with you, I suppose. Oh, cool. Well, I will save it then. Um I will let me do that now. Save chat. Showing finder. Let me just rename this before <laughs> I forget. What month are we in? We're in January. Good God. 
And then there seems to be a gremlin. We've been having it with our meetings that when you go in and out of break breakout rooms, you lose the chat. And oh, is it yeah. deleting it? So maybe it's yeah. a bug because there's been some good things that they've added recently, like the um, the ability to do the God voice and broadcast across all broad breakout rooms at the same time. That's what I'm calling it. I don't think that's what they've called it. I call it God mode. Um, it's great. That you used to be able to message, you used to be able to type to every group and be like, one minute left. But the actual ability to put your voice out for narcissistic people that love the sound of their own voice is really powerful. Um, so that's great. I, I still, I'm going to be honest, I still don't know what half the apps do down the side that are now glaring me in the face with Yahoo and some dodgy smiley face and stuff. I'll, I'll figure that stuff out later. Um, anybody else? Someone, believe it or not, somebody else has just turned up now. I mean, yeah, like, I, I, I want to ask. I, I, I think that Discord is actually better technology, and mm-hmm. it, 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 like, it provides servers locally wherever you are, yeah. and it doesn't cost Phil money. So therefore, we would be. <laughs> I'm just saying. Actually, Michael, let me be really honest here. This comes off my tax bill, which I am desperately trying to reduce. So spending money. I, I, that's fine. But I'm just trying to say, and, and it has better sound quality. And I can do a stage of thousands of people, mm. which I know that'll break Phil's heart to have thousands of people. But anyway, at one time, right? I'm saying his names and people I'll ch- say, I'll, you- I will check it out. I promise you. I will check. So you want me to check out Discord? I will check out Discord. And I'll tell you why. You're not the first person that's told me about Discord. So I will, I will check it out. I am a stickler with technology. Like, when I like it, I like it. When I don't, I don't. But I will, I will, I promise you, I will go check it out. And if it's just as easy for everybody else to, to join, then I don't see why we can't explore it. Absolutely. Let's let's have a look at it. But we will we will make a plan. Anybody else? Any comments, questions, concerns, things you like? Questions. Like? Yeah, hit me with it. Hi, Keith. Hey, buddy. Uh, this was great. Yeah, this was great. I wish we had it like recorded where we could just like listen to it over and over and over again. But it's recorded. I have no idea whether I'll actually send the recording. I've yet to send it out ever. Yeah. The question I had was the the conversation around superpowers was powerful. Where where should we be tapping into more information about our superpowers and its application so that we can level up as it relates to just the emotional intelligence that we need for ourselves to make great decisions well there's a really awesome coach who's writing a book on it at the moment but it's not ready yet um (laughs) that would be yours truly however (laughs) there is a there is a phenomenal book that if you have not read it i highly advise you do it doesn't necessarily touch just on superpowers but i think it's a powerful book all the same it's called the alter ego effect by a guy called todd todd herman um, and I think it's a really powerful book. I've really enjoyed it. There are many books that I will read and reread and reread, and he is brilliant. He works with a lot of professional athletes and people within business, and it helps them to create that alter ego effect, that person who, when you step onto the field, when you step into a business meeting, when you step into a sales call, when you step out on stage, you encompass the superpowers of that person that you want to be. Sometimes they have a different name. Sometimes, you know, um, you meet people who play NFL, for example, and they crush people for a living. And then you meet them, you know, off the field and they're the nicest people in the world. And you're like, how do you do that? Or boxers. And they're like, I can't imagine you hitting anybody. And they're like, cause it's not me. I have an alter ego. The alter ego goes and does the fights. I'm Mike, the husband, the father, mm. the dad, once I'm going to have here. So I think that's a really powerful book. So Todd Herman, the alter ego effect is a phenomenal book. And that's definitely where I'd suggest you go and read up. Awesome. Thank so, you. Phil, there's quite, there's quite a few books on on that sort of stuff. Um, also, Barbara Shear writes a lot of good stuff. Last name, H-E-R. 
Great. Um, she's got a book called Refuse to Choose to Wishcraft. She talks a lot about kind of redefining who you are based on your personality and how to step nice. into a space that works best for you. Love it. Um, just want to give you some kudos today because I've been to a lot of your meetings mm. and I just felt like the way that you did it today was just, to me, so much more succinct because it was focused on talking about outcomes, not results. I think a lot of business people say, you know, I, I help increase your sales by X percent. Oh, yeah. But when you actually get to the outcome of what 30% more sales means, Correct. ah, that's how my life has changed. Mm. Ah, I get it. And I felt like you were really nailing that today. Like, thank you. Bro. This is something that I do with a lot of clients as I go through it and I go, but what's the outcome? Not the result, the outcome. How, yeah. how are they different? How is life different? Not just results achieved. And I feel like that's a big problem in our industry is that so many people talk about getting results, but like, as you've mentioned many times today, it's actually about increasing the quality of your life. Correct. <laughs> you know, achieving results doesn't mean anything. No. Like, do you know, do you know what, the, I, without going too cheesy, mate, I think, um, I've, I, especially over the Christmas break, I had a lot of time to reflect on the kind of two years that have gone before. And obviously there were some serious health complications during that period. And there was a, I mean, I, I actually saw my, my doctor again in like, beginning of december and i walked into his office and he stood up and gave me a hug and i didn't realize we were on hugging terms and he said it's really great to see you looking so healthy i didn't think you were going to make it out of hospital i'm going to be honest and i i suddenly realized like oh shit like he it wasn't just in my head that i thought i was dying like even this dude thought i was on my way out and that was kind of scary so one of the things that, that really made me reflect is we all get these messages on LinkedIn, right? These sales messages. And it's like, would you like 25 more appointments every week in your calendar? And I'm like, I work two days a week. The idea of you putting 25 more calls in my calendar sucks, right? I do not want that. That is horrific. However, I do want the outcome of you know, being able to work with the right people and be able to give them my full time and energy and effort so that their businesses can grow, that my business can grow and that we can all be successful together. But nobody's messaging me talking about that. Everybody's messaging going, do you want 10 more appointments? Do you want 15 more appointments? Wouldn't it be great if you had another 10,000 downloads and you're like, but why? What is the point? Like, why are we doing this? And yeah, that's, that's that, where that's I, just I, I'm so glad you powerful. picked up on that. Thank you. Because it's a combination between a personal life ask and a business ask. You know, you can ask for what you want as a business outcome, but the reality is all of this stuff is just feeding my life. Yeah. So that combination of those two things is just so powerful because it just makes way more sense. And to be honest, in my little dialogue in my head, that's all I give a shit about. Yeah. And I just love the fact that, you know, you're so brutally honest about it. Just going, stop waffling. Tell me who you are and what you want. Yeah. And, you know, and if we're, if I think that you're a cool dude, I'm going to work with you. If I don't think you're a cool dude, I'm not going to work. With you. It's that simple. <laughs> no, I love that. Thank you so much. I, I appreciate you saying that. And I think it's an important reminder for everybody that's still on the call, actually, that you only get very limited amount of seconds. I mean, look, I'm not the scientist that's going to tell you how many seconds, but you get very limited amount of seconds to allow someone to make a decision as to whether they're going to engage with that conversation or not. And again, going back to LinkedIn, because that's where a lot of these sales things happen. I read 90% of the sales pitches on LinkedIn. And I'm like, what the f is this person talking about? Like, I don't even know. What are you trying to sell me? Like, that's often my response is, what are you trying to sell me? Get to the point. 
right? Because it's like, I don't know what you're, and I'm like, well, I'm not trying to sell you anything. It's like, then why are you messaging me? I have no idea what we're talking about. So somebody messaging me, like Keith, for example, Keith does a phenomenal job when it comes to setting up you know, payment processes and systems and all that stuff. If, if Keith messages me and says, Phil, your superpower is helping clients. My superpower is about making sure that you spend less money in fees getting paid and that it gets to you quicker. Do you want to have a chat about that? I'm like, fuck yes. <laughs> that sounds great. If Keith messages me and says, we work with 15 different providers and what we're able to do is reduce percentages from 3% to 1%. I'm like, what? What's he waffling about? I don't have time for this. What do you want? You see what I mean? But it's the same information delivered very differently. Justin, and maybe I'm wrongly giving this information out here about myself because I'm suddenly going to get like, how many people are here? 26 sales messages saying this. You want to sell something to me? The quickest way to sell to me is to message me and say, that's your superpower. This is my superpower. Do you want me to do that for you so that you can spend more time with your kids? I'm like, yes, because that's you. my number one priority. That's the only thing I'm focused on right now. Yes. So do you want to sell to me? That's how you sell to me. And I am not an anomaly. I am not the only person who you sell that way to. Right? Messaging somebody and saying, here's my superpower. This is what I think your superpower is. What do you wish you had more time for? This. Great. Well, if I use my superpower, that gives you more time for that. Are we good to explore that? Yes, absolutely we are, because it would be stupid of me to say no. So, Siddiqui, for example, let's pick on yours because I loved yours. Using the power of intuition, if you messaged me and said, Phil, I've heard a podcast with you talk about the fact that you're currently trying to maximize your results whilst reducing your time. That means that you have to delegate more, right? Well, your superpower is helping these people. My superpower is helping you to trust your intuition so that you can delegate more effectively and have more results while working less time. Does that solve a problem for you? Yes, Siddiqui, I'm making room for a call because you've just talked about what it is I want to do. If she sent me the same message with, hey, Phil, I, I can help you use intuition to add 20% more revenue to your business and help you get 50% more calls over the next month. I'm like, you've lost me. Not interested. Love it, love it, love it. Any other questions before we go? I appreciate people hanging around for an extra 15 minutes. I love you all. Seriously, any questions? Phil, this is a good time to ask. Yes. How how can we make it how can we show. make it easy for you to get us the recording? Oh, I like that question. It's true. Uh, I tell you what, you want the recording? I'll show you. I haven't even told them they're gonna hate me. Right. And we promise we'll keep it a secret. Those of us that are still here. I have just included an email address in the chat. Um, send the email to that email for the attention of Holly and ask for the recording because Holly's my assistant and she manages this recording. She's going to be the person with this sat on her hard drive, not me. So if you message, because if you message me, I only have to ask her and then faff about and that's why it never gets done. But if you go direct to source and say, Phil said, send me the recording, she'll probably upload it to YouTube or something as a hidden link and send you that. Nice work, Sid. Thank you. That's great. And it saves me time, I, so I love it. I wanted to take a moment and thank, because uh, Holly Jackson's kind of like your acolyte. So we were in a small group, and she 
and uh, she like determined this can is your superpower. So I felt like I felt like I was bit by a radioactive Holly Jackson. Good. I love Holly. I will uh, let you in a little secret. Holly was a client. Of, in fact, Holly still is a client of mine, but I love Holly's work so much that she's actually just become a business partner of ours. So Holly and I are actually working on some cool stuff together, part of which is helping people to understand how to actually use their superpower and turn it into business. That's not a sales pitch. That's just a fact. Um, and I love Holly. So I'm really glad that you've that you've uh, singled her out for that. She, I don't think she's here on the chat anymore, but I will let her know that you said so. So thank you for that, Ken. I appreciate it. Right. Going once, going twice, going to bed. <laughs> right. Lots of love, everybody. I will speak to you all again soon. I will let you know when the next event is. It will probably be month after next, so March, but I will let you all know. Lots of love. Thank great you, everybody. Year, Have a great night. Thanks. Thanks, Phil. Thank you. You're thank very you. Thank you. Bye bye. Glad you survived. Me too. <laughs> Thank you. You're very welcome. Hustle, no stopping. Making it happen. Put words into action. And quitting is never an option. No time to be a loser. Gonna live the life that you choose to. Time to make a little money and gain some influence with Phil Palucha. Yeah. I am Phil Palucha. Let's go. Hey, billionaires. Billionaires and boxers. Hey, billionaires. Billionaires and boxers. Hey, time to grow. Make the world know all about you. Hey, Billionaires, billionaires and boxes, let's go.